Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, Francis Edmonds of HP Canada came on the show to talk all about sustainability in supply chain, sustainable initiatives. Where can you start? What does it mean? What are they doing at HP for not only internal and external success where they are, but also in helping other companies achieve their sustainable goals as well? This was an amazing discussion. I This is the second time that I've met Frances, and she delivers every single time. She, know, she knows exactly what she's talking about when it comes to sustainability. So if you didn't have a chance to check it out, go and check it out because this is an episode you do not want to miss. You can catch it wherever you subscribe to the Let's Talk Supply Chain podcast, or you can go to letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. The average international shipping request takes 20 phone calls and 40 emails just to reach an agreement to move products by air or ocean freight. And every new partner means another onboarding process, new documentation, and more precious time. Every shipment, every exporter, every importer, every single day. It all adds up to thousands of wasted hours, frustration, strained working relationships, and ultimately, your bookings are less efficient, less effective, and could end up costing you more. But what if there was a platform that could change all of that? Meet Ships, the innovative new marketplace that's saying no to labor-intensive old ways and creating an accessible and hassle-free logistics solution for all. With Ships, you can find your perfect partner, get quick and accurate costs, real-time benchmarking figures, and a secure online account all with a click. Sign up for your free trial now over at Ships. That's S-H-I-P-Z or Z dot com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. This week, I am going to be interviewed by the amazing Sarah Scudder in partnership with ISM. We are going to be talking about my journey and all sorts of incredible things. So hopefully you can join us for that. And then on Thursday is Forge Supplier Diversity Conference. And I'm going to be interviewing somebody who's going to be giving us so many amazing and fresh perspectives on supplier diversity. So hopefully we will see you there. Today, I'm excited to be joined by one of Inc. Magazine's top 500 fastest growing private companies who provide solutions across staffing, tech, marketing, and sales. Who is it? Find out more after the question of the week. So the question that we asked you have you had a mentor and how did they help you in your career? The reason why we ask this, I get asked a lot about whether I can mentor others, how people can find mentors, and it's really about establishing a relationship. If, if there is somebody that you want to have as a mentor or want to be your mentor, 
then you really need to start doing the work. You need to start engaging with them on social media, talking to them so they can see what you're all about. You can see what they're all about. And so both of you can see the synergies. And, you know, if you do get a conversation with somebody that you'd like to have as a mentor and they ask you to do something, sometimes it's really to see whether you will do it and whether you will take the time seriously. And so just a couple of things to think about when you are looking for a mentor. But let's hear from the community. Peter says, great thought topic. My first and great mentors are my mom and grandmother. They taught me to be resilient and develop inner strength. As far as seeking out a mentor, they typically are right there all around you, guiding you gently from the sidelines. Many are not looking to be mentors, but guide, support, and merely see you succeed. As for best advice, there are a few. Always greet people with a smile and a hello. See obstacles, problems as a challenge, and seek out solutions. And most importantly, build a strong network because you can never do it alone. Thank you so much for that, Peter. Um, he goes on to talk about some of his other mentors that he's had both, both personally and professionally. And so if you want to check that out, that's over on the Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn page. Ellen Wood, she says, I found my favorite mentor by volunteering to do additional tasks outside my expected duties. When a director of that business unit was brought on, he saw my potential and brought me under his wing. His most memorable advice was good enough and done today is better than a perfect tomorrow. I love that. I always say progress, not perfection. And Rhonda, who's always giving such amazing advice, she says, my mentor in my work life is Sue Harrison. She taught me how to hang tough in predominantly male-driven athletic department environments. We often work 15 hours a day, six, sometimes seven days a week, depending on whatever it took to get student recreation centers up and running. Three back-to-back -back early on in my career really impacted my personal and professional thinking. Thank you so much for everybody who weighed in on the question of the week. Remember, we do this every single Wednesday morning on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, so we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to, to see you there. So now back to today's podcast and which fast growing company is joining me today? Well, it's Lean Staffing Solutions. Providing satellite offices in South America, Lean Staffing makes scaling easy, providing you with the best team to improve your processes and lower your operational costs. With the right combination of talent, culture, and price, Lean Staffing are going from strength to strength in the market. Um, I am joined by Gre Trey Griggs, the VP of Lean Sales at Lean Solutions Group to talk about exactly what they do, how their model works, and the benefits to be found in broadening your reach through nearshore staffing services. Before we do that, let's get to learn a little bit more about Trey. Trey began his career as a high school physics teacher and coach, also spending much of his time working with students at the, as a youth pastor. In 2010, he transitioned to a career in sales, cutting his teeth in door-to-door -door office supply sales for 15 months before accepting a sales position with a transportation tech company in Portland, Oregon. Trey enjoys coaching teams to be great, as well as speaking on sales and marketing strategies, leadership and organizational structure, and technology. When he's not helping companies grow, you can find Trey spending time with his family, traveling, renovating his home, playing golf, working out, reading, and playing music. 
So welcome to the show, Trey. Thanks, Sarah. It's great to be with you today. I'm really excited to talk to you today. I mean, Lean Solutions Group has scaled incredibly quickly. So this is clearly an in-demand area, but it's not something we talk about a lot on the show. So let's get right into it. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do, and what is the one thing that would surprise people about sales right now? So my name is Trey Griggs. I'm the VP of Lean Sales at Lean Solutions Group. And the one thing that's surprising about sales right now, or maybe just that's changed in the past year, is how um, acceptable it is to have a Zoom call on your very first call with somebody you don't know. That's that's definitely new, and, and people are warming up to that. And I don't think that's going to change. I think that will actually stay. Uh, stay as a part of the, the you know the, the sales um, process moving forward. But along those lines, it's also the surprise that you don't have to have a handshake anymore to do business together or to get a deal done. You don't. Ha- I mean, some people you still want to do that, and and that may still exist. But you don't have to. We've been able to onboard large accounts without that, and so that's been a little bit of a surprise as well. Yeah, it's been amazing to see the shift in 2020. I had a lot of people at the beginning of the pandemic come to me and and sort of ask me what they should be doing from a sales standpoint in the logistics industry or the supply chain industry. And it was really a year of transition for a lot of people, especially in sales. Um, And, you know, I, I think that it was very much about empathy and relationships and just having very authentic conversations. So I'm glad that you brought that up because obviously, you know, 2020 was a year that that everybody was sort of, you know, taking a look at the different tactics and different ways that we can get in front of people and, and have those conversations. But we're here to talk about Lean Solutions Group. So why don't we start by getting into some background? Um, how and why did this company come about? Yeah, that's a great question. It's a great story. Our founder and CEO, Robert Cadena, he grew up in Colombia in a little town called Cartagena on the northern coast. And uh, about 25 years ago, he came to the United States. He started working in a warehouse and kind of got into logistics that way and eventually started his own LTL brokerage. And as a result, you know, LTL margins are very small to begin with, and as a way to combat that and uh, to bring some jobs to his hometown, he actually put his entire back office down in Cartagena. He went down, he trained a team of employees to do track and trace and POD retrieval and all these different LTL functions, um, and, and it worked really well. And then he was approached by a truckload brokerage about being acquired. And as a part of their due diligence, they saw this operation down in Colombia, and it just made sense. And they said, Robert, you got to keep this. We want you to manage this. And that's when the light bulb went off for Robert that if this is valuable for this truckload broker, maybe other transportation companies would also find value in this. And so he started to go out and promote it and you know, meet people. And it slowly grew. And then just like anything else, it was, you know, it's an overnight success. It worked really hard for like four or five, six years, you know, with not a right. lot of success. And then of course, uh, you know, as people started to become familiar with the concept and comfortable with the concept and visiting Colombia and seeing it with their own eyes, it just absolutely exploded. And customers started asking for more services. Can you handle this? Can you handle that? Specifically when it comes to tech and when it comes to sales. And so about two years ago, they branched out of just doing the back office staffing operations and started Lean Tech, which was all about doing the same model, but for IT developers and finding a, a more cost-effective solution with incredible quality around IT development, because that was becoming a huge demand for brokerages, for transportation tech companies, and, and, and everybody in between. 
And so that started, that's going very well, right around 300 de developers down in Medellin, Colombia, who are dedicated to customers right now. And then customers were also asking about sales. Can you help us with sales? Can you help us with lead generation and some of those areas? And we also noticed that in conjunction with sales, a lot of companies really didn't have much in the way of marketing. And as you know, most transportation companies, their marketing budget right. is you know, non-existent and they ask the, you know, the, the sales director, hey, can you also do marketing as well? And so about you know, nine months ago, right. they decided to form lean sales and lean marketing as a way to help companies drive revenue, drive leads, generate more business, and do it again in a very cost-effective manner with incredible talent down in Colombia. And Colombia is strategic just because of how close it is to the United States. Uh, there's really good English speaking in the country. Most of the people down there have spent time in the States where they're growing up here, going to college here. They've got family here. And so they understand the culture, they understand the sports and the entertainment and the different aspects of our of our country. And so it's just a really good fit. And that's where that phrase near shoring was was coined because it's pretty close. It's not onshore, but it's near shore. Right, right, right. Or it's shore shore. <laughs> exactly. Um, I love that story. And I, I, I love how you were able to take us through the journey of where it got started and where you are now. So now let's talk about and let's get into what exactly do you do? Walk us through what exactly do you do? I know you said that you were you work with logistics, logistics companies and transportation companies. What exactly are you doing for them? Well, that's a great question. And before I answer that question, you know, logistics and transportation is where we got our start. It's probably 95% of our customer base today, but that is actually starting to change because a lot of what we do is, doesn't have to be only in transportation specifically. But to go back and answer your question, you know, a lot of companies have you know, those, those entry-level positions that just require a lot of time. And as labor becomes more expensive in the States and in Canada, and the quality tends to go down a little bit because they're more entry-level positions, we're able to really help customers with a couple of things. First of all, they're going to spend less money on, on those operations. Second of all, they're going to get a higher quality yeah. individual, somebody who's a professional. But third, and this is the one that often goes uh, overlooked, is they're going to reduce a lot of their overhead costs, such as if you're a growing company and you want to hire five more people, well, you better have desk space for five more people. And a lot of times space is one of those limiting factors. You have, I mean, it's, it's, it's costly to find new space, to move, to do that. And so we're helping companies with that uh, on that aspect. We're helping them with payroll taxes, with benefits, and all the other add-ons that tend to really gobble up the profits in a company. And so there's a lot of that that we're helping customers with. And what we do is different than what most might expect. Some people think it's outsourcing where they're going to have us go retrieve 150 PODs and we just assign people to do it. It's very different than that. We help companies set up their own satellite office in Colombia with their own team that they select. They interview and they select these candidates and they say, yep, those are our five people. We're going we're gonna to open up with them. And when they do that, they get their own office space. They get their logo. Their office becomes a cultural um, transplant of their existing office space with things on the wall, with swag, you know, wearing T-shirts and polos and hats and all the fun stuff like that. And so it's just as if they were opening an office in Dallas, Texas, except they're doing it in in one of our five beautiful cities down in Colombia. Um, so it works really well in that regard. And that's what we're doing is helping companies set up their own satellite office to take care of these more, you know, entry level positions at a fraction of the cost with better quality. Awesome. I love that. And does it have to be five people? Can you start with one person? 
No, no, not at all. I think, you know, what we found is that a minimum of two is actually the best starting place because it creates a team environment. It creates a little bit of competition. It right. creates a, the ability to um, to compare and contrast how people work and what's what's most effective. So we recommend that customers start with at least two so they have that team feel, but we don't necessarily have a minimum. We, we found that the most successful engagements are not so much based around the number that they start with, but around their ability to fully integrate those employees with their existing team. We love it when customers go down to Colombia, make a trip, spend time with their team, bring them some swag, take them to lunch, do some training. Those engagements are the most successful by far. Yeah. And it's a beautiful place to go and visit too. I mean, you mentioned a few <laughs> that things goes without right, saying, about, yeah. <laughs> about why you, yeah. And why you've chosen Colombia. Um, but what, you know, is there more to it? Um, you know, why Colombia? What makes them as a country or a culture just sort of that perfect, perfect match? Well, as I mentioned earlier, you cannot neglect the fact that they um, are very much, I guess you'd say, Americanized in many aspects. You know, they're a, um, a developing country that's, that's really turned the corner in the last 20 years. You know, back in the 80s and 90s, there were the drug cartels and the big issues, and that's all been wiped away. When you go down there, it's very safe. It's a beautiful location. Like you said, it's tropical. But again, what makes the biggest difference is the, um, the, their ability to connect with American culture. Like I said, many of them have come to the States and you know, have traveled around. They, they know the difference between California and Kansas City and New York and you know, the type of people that live there. Many of them went to college here. Like I said, their English skills are great. And they're, and they're hungry. That's what's really great about them. They're hungry and they have a positive attitude. They want opportunity. They want success. And they love the opportunity to work with great you know, U.S. and Canadian-based companies. So it's a great fit for them and it's a great fit for us. But a lot of it just has to do with that alignment. They're on the same time zone. They're on the eastern time zone now. When we have daylight savings time, they'll go to the central time zone here in the States. And so, again, they're working the same hours. You, know, you can communicate very effectively with them. Um, so it's just a good fit all around. That is a really good point because a lot of times, you know, I've heard of, you know, outsourcing it to other countries, but sometimes there's such a huge gap in time zones that it really just doesn't work, especially if you need something right now. So it's great to know that they are on the same um, time zone that we are, or even just maybe a, an hour or so behind that. Yeah, I would say the three critical components are time zone, language, and culture. And that's that's yeah. where it really matters is, you know, the time zone works, the language is great because they, they speak really good English there, and then the culture, again, it just fits. Perfect. Well, you've sold me on that anyways. <laughs> I want to go there. You should. I you should definitely visit. come. You're going to love it. It's, a, it's an amazing country. I'm going it's beautiful. on the, the next Lean the, Solutions Group trip well, to Colombia. We actually have a couple customers that are going to try to go in February. We'll see how that goes, but probably April or May is what we're looking at. And you should definitely join us, document it, come nice. down with us. You'll love the food. I mean, I've never had uh, better octopus. Uh, the, 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 the vegetables actually taste like vegetables. You can, I mean, they're, you know, they're sweet and juicy, you know, they're just different than the, the stuff we get here in the States. It's all watered let's down. Do so you, it. you would love it. We should do it. Yeah, let's do let's it. Do it. I, I, all right. We're going to talk um, <laughs> offline about that, but I think we should definitely set something up. Sounds good. Um, so you have some services specifically. You said that 95% of your customer base is transportation and logistics. That's correct. Can we yeah. take a closer look at that? You know, what exactly are you offering? I know you gave us an overview of, you know, sales and marketing, um, but what is it that they truly, truly need? So again, the majority of our customers in that transportation space are going to be freight forwarders, freight brokers, drage companies, um, you know, 3PLs. That's that's the bread and butter of what we do. 
Um, and again, like I said, what, what, what companies really need is they need quality workers with great attitudes and great work ethics, and they need to do it in a way that doesn't um, you know, kill their margins you know, or their bottom line. And like I yeah. said, entry-level work is getting more and more expensive. Um, the government regulations around benefits, payroll taxes continue to go up. So there's, there's this cost that continues to go up, and the quality is, is, is tending to come down a little bit. And so we're reversing those two trends by getting better quality at a lower cost. And what it does is it actually keeps more money in the pockets of businesses to be able to pay their U.S. team, their sales reps, their strategic leaders, um, you know, a better wage and provide more opportunities here in the States. So it becomes a win-win for everybody, both the stateside team and the Colombian team. Yeah, and I know you mentioned that um, you work with your customers to choose the 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 team members that they're going to work with in Colombia. Do you then manage it from there? What does that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. And we refer to them as assigned service providers because that's that, that encapsulates what they do. Um, okay. But what we do is yeah. we schedule, you know, we, we provide profiles of candidates who we think are going to be a good fit for that. We have an incredible HR department, incredible training department, and quality department that works together to provide profiles of candidates that are going to be a great fit for the position that the company is looking for and for the culture of that company. We then schedule interviews with uh, with our clients. Then they might select you know twenty to, to interview for you know ten or twelve positions. We'll schedule those interviews, and then they will select the candidates that they um, would like to work with, and we'll begin the process of training them. We do a very extensive two week training on transportation and logistics, which is great, especially for those candidates that maybe don't have a background in transportation and logistics. And then we hand yeah. them off to the customers who do their in house training, just as if they were hiring any other employee. So not not only do they get a really good transportation and logistics background based upon the best practices that we've collected over the last seven years, but then they also would train them on their processes, their technologies, exactly what they want them to do. And after that, you know, three to four week training period with their team, now they're ready to rock and roll and they're doing a great job. So we just make the process so easy. We uh, we're great at hiring and recruiting. The speed to market is so much faster than what a U.S. team would do. That you know, if you think about it, a U.S. company would have to create a job description. They'd have to post it, collect resumes, you know, schedule interviews. And for an in-house team, or even for a staffing company, it just tends to take quite a long time to do that. We can have a new person up and running very quickly, especially as they grow. So let's say they start with those 12 candidates yeah. and then down the road they say, hey, we need two more track and trace specialists. We can have those track and trace specialists ready to go because now we've been working with them and we know their processes. We can have them ready to go in a couple weeks. So it's really exciting to be able to provide exactly what they need you know, with, with incredible speed to market to do that. Awesome. I love that because the training really is key, right? I mean, if you're going to hire somebody that's never been in the transportation and logistics sector, or maybe they have, but in another part, um, that training becomes key. Um, and they might have the skills to be able to, you know, do the track and trace or do the sales or do the marketing, but having that background and, and offering the the training in all of those different aspects is absolutely key. And I love that about what you guys are doing. Yeah. Training really is like, you know, if I could comment on that real quick, I mean, training really is one of the biggest reasons that employees fail um, is because they yeah. don't have the proper training and we recognize that. And so that's a huge part of what we do on the front end is the training side of it, but even more so on the back side of that is the quality assurance. We have an entire team 
dedicated to evaluating the metrics and KPIs that every customer has and trying to identify problems before they ever rise to the level of a client or, or becoming an issue. So training and quality is what we put a lot of our time into to make sure that we've got that down well. And that's I think it's a huge reason for our success. It's a huge reason for our customer retention rate, which is in the high 90s, like 98% customer retention, and our Amazing. assigned service provider retention, which is around 97%. So if you imagine 2,000 employees, over 2,000 employees down in Columbia with an over 97% retention rate, a lot of it has to do with our training, our quality assurance, and our attention to detail. Absolutely. And it, it says a lot about you as a company. And for anybody listening to this and wanting to, you know, work with you, I mean, that just establishes credibility right there. So you've talked about lean marketing, you've talked about lean sales, I don't think you mentioned lean tech. And lean tech was recently listed by Analytics Insight magazine as one of the top 10 most innovative RPA companies. Are these the areas that businesses need the most help in that, you know, is that what they're struggling to recruit in-house and why is that? Well, like anything else, you know, in transportation, um, you know, what, what the world figured out 10 years ago, transportation is just now, you know, figuring out. So um, RPA is one of those technologies that has been around for a long time. It stands for robotic process automation. And what it does is it takes some of these kind of, you know, mundane, uh, data entry, you know, simple kind of, I, I say, brainless tasks, and it automates them. And, and what's really critical in transportation is that transportation is built on fragmented technology. We have a piece of technology to solve each individual issue as opposed to one piece of technology that solves them all. Now, certainly some of those are changing. There are TMSs out there that are starting to understand that and put all the tools into one, into one application. But for the most part, the majority of customers in transportation, whether it be supply chain, um, you know, logistics professionals, carriers, their technology is fragmented, and so they're not talking to each other. So, for example, let me give you one really classic example. If you have a customer who sends you a load, if you're a freight broker and you have a customer who sends you a load, they're going to send it to you by email. They might send it to you um, maybe electronically, but a lot of times there's no connection to take that data and put it into your TMS in order to manage the load. So an individual has to type right. in that information into a computer. Well, that's silly. If, if one person has put the information somewhere, then it should be able to flow into other, other aspects. Well, until the technology exists to do that and, and, or, or the application of that technology takes place, you have to have a person do it. RPA can take that same data from a customer in an email or in, you know, electronically um, and can take that data and transfer it into your yeah. TMS. And so it's, it creates speed. It minimizes errors. It's huge. And that's just one example. You know, how many brokers out there have to go to a, uh, a customer website or a vendor website to schedule an appointment for the truck to be delivered? I mean, all they're doing is going to a website, typing in, I need an appointment on Tuesday at 3 p.m., enter. That's it. Well, you can teach a computer to do that. You can teach a bot to do that very simply. Or customer service, for example. How many times do mm -hmm. you go to a, um, any, any retail page or any any business's page and say, I'd like to get an update on my order status or whatever it might be. A lot of those questions are, are just duplicated over and over. We can duplicate those responses and, and make it a much more customer friendly process through an RPA bot. So lean Tech's doing a phenomenal job with that. It's led by um, our CEO, Alfonso Quijana, who is just an incredible guy. He's very smart. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, but just incredibly smart. And they're doing tremendous work around the RPA um, campaign to help companies 
to eliminate some of those, you know, really simple tasks to speed them up and it makes workers more productive. I mean, if I've got to put in 250 orders a day and a bot can handle half of them and I can handle the ones that need my attention, it's better for our customers, it's better for me and it's better for our company. So that's how RPA is making a huge difference. Game changing. I mean, at the end of the day, the little tasks, the the tasks that we have to do over and over and over again, they are rampant in this industry. And so I'm excited to see how you're really going to be changing the game for your customers from that perspective. Um, that's really, really exciting. And it sounds like, you know, you really took a look at everything holistically, right? What, is, what does one of our, what, what do one of our customers need? Well, it's marketing, it's sales, it's technology, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you're bringing it all together in that holistic solution, which I really, really love. So I want to come back to workforce real quick before we get into a real life example, because that's one of my favorite parts of these episodes is really diving deep into what you've done for a customer. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about staffing, because it's been one of the major disruptions especially coming out of the pandemic. What are you seeing from your perspective? Because I've got some people that are saying that, you know, there's no supply chain talent. There's some that are saying that we've got these jobs and nobody to fill them. And then you've got people that are looking for jobs and can't find them. So what are, you, what are your thoughts on this whole workforce phenomenon that's kind of happening that's come out of COVID? Well, certainly everybody working from home and, you know, it's forced businesses to, first of all, accept it, but then two, to really evaluate it for the first time. I think a lot of companies just had this opinion, this assumption that workers that work from home are less productive, that it wasn't going to be True. as good, that the communication wouldn't be um, as solid, that things would fall through the cracks and so on and so forth. And I think what they found was the opposite. I think they found that communication actually went up because they started embracing new technologies that made it so easy to send a quick note. Um, I think they found that workers are productive when they actually have a few more freedoms. You know, so you look at the average worker who now is not driving to work for 40 minutes and driving home for 40 minutes and they get a little more time with family and they're a little bit more refreshed. They get an extra hour of sleep potentially. Um, they're eating meals at home more instead of eating out. Like I, you know, I've worked from home for the last five years, but I can guarantee you this when I'm, when I'm, with a customer in an office or when I'm down at our office in Florida, we always go out to eat lunch. What's it's much healthier and much more cost effective to eat your meals at home. So you have these things that you didn't really think about before, you know, a save in gas mileage, a save in time, a save in sleep, potentially eating meals at home, potentially more time with family. And I think those are things that people innately desire. And so it actually makes them more productive when they're logging mm -hmm. into work because they're getting some of these other things that I think before were stressors, you know, um, missing kids activities because they yeah. couldn't get home in time or spending too much money because they're eating out and they, you know, whatever it might be. I think a lot of that has changed the game. And so you have employers who are going, wow, these, these workers are really productive. Now work from home actually works. Our communication is good. And that's like opened up Pandora's box to what's possible. And I think it's caused employers to evaluate all options and say, well, What's really going to make, instead of just doing business as usual, 
like what's really going to make our business thrive? What's going to make our business best? And so you have companies that are evaluating whether or not they should go back to their office. Many companies have decided they're not going back to their office. You know, they're going to yeah. sell their office space or not rent it again, mm -hmm. or they're going to use it in a different way, maybe for meetings or events or something that is more productive. Um, you have workers who are now moving to cities they want to live in as opposed to the one they feel like they have to live in to have a good job. And again, it's just changing the entire landscape. And so for our perspective, it's actually quite beneficial because, you know, now somebody who maybe wasn't interested in having a satellite office in Colombia is now open to it. They're like, hey, well, you know what? I mean, work from home works. Why don't we why don't we try this as well? And so it's just opened up, I think, the opportunities and the possibilities. And that's been really favorable for us. We we weren't sure when the pandemic hit, how it would impact our business. In fact, I think conservatively, we thought we would we would lose business. But the opposite was true. We actually right. gained business during the pandemic because of these phenomenon. And we're able to onboard really large customers without some of those expectations that we thought were necessary. Customers coming down to Columbia, um, you know, selling customers in person, going on office visits, being at trade shows, all those things that we had done prior, we didn't have to do and we still experienced success. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that that employers are opening up their minds to the possibilities. And again, that, that just really worked in our favor. And there's a lot of companies that are saying the same things, right? You know, um, taking a look at their offering and what that looks like and how they're going to sell, how they're going to staff, how they are going to market moving forward is totally different from what that looked like pre-COVID. And so it's going to be exciting to see. It's going to be exciting to see how everybody pivots and what that looks like. So I'm glad that you shared that with me because I think, and especially the audience, because I think obviously the remote the remote workforce has given us so much more opportunity i think so many more people are walking in with eyes wide open and it's really changing the way we're able to you know um, put together our teams and hire people for our teams and, and what that needs to look like. And so it's an exciting time. So okay. I want to get to the, the real life example. Can you give us a real life example of how one of your solutions has helped a customer to improve their process or save money? So what was the challenge that, that they came to you with? What was the solution that you provided? What was the benefit to their business? Yeah, that's a great question. There's a ton to choose from, but the one that I really want to focus on was a, a good friend of mine who has a freight brokerage, and um, he really wanted to ramp up sales. But as often happens, you run out of bandwidth, especially if you are the best salesman in the company. He was a smaller freight broker. Uh, he was the one who typically went out and did the sales, but of course, you just only have so many hours in the day. And so what we were right. able to do was to provide him with a couple of lead generation specialists through our lean sales division. And what they were able to do was to make those you know, cold calls and those contacts on LinkedIn, send those emails out and warm things up and start scheduling appointments with interested and prospective buyers, people who were actually interested in what they had to offer and who, um, who were potential buyers. And so as a result of that, they landed a couple of incredibly large accounts that my friend said I would have never probably gotten in the door with him, not because he couldn't, but just from a time standpoint. And so the, the time that he was able to save mm -hmm. because he offloaded some of those you know, tasks of making those initial contacts has actually yielded results that he never would have seen. And this year, he's looking to more than double his business and possibly even triple it. Uh, and he's only been working with his team for awesome. about three months. And so it's been very exciting to see wow. 
you know, those those numbers turn just because you know it's it's like this right like I love to I'll say it this way I love to mow my lawn I, I love it you know it's so much it's just something I enjoy doing it looks great afterwards I feel a sense of accomplishment but it takes two hours to do it right to mow it to trim it and make it look really good <laughs> right. and as much as I love to do that yeah. I love spending time with my kids even more. And so, you know, for me, I have to decide, am I going to do the work and lose the time or am I going to pay somebody to do the work and it'll look just mm -hmm. as good and then I can have time to do something else more beneficial. And that's exactly what he did was he said, you know what, I can do the sales, but I'm not going to get nearly as much done and I'm missing out on the time that I need for other things. And so by, by offloading that to his team, he was able to do more to um to grow revenue faster and again in three three and a half four short months he got into accounts that he wasn't he, he didn't think he'd probably ever get into amazing i love that story and the fact that he's going to double his business this year because of how you were able to support him that is a really great story and i'm sure it's going to be resonating with everybody who's listening today well, that makes me really excited. I mean, you know, as somebody who's leading the lean sales division, anytime you get those customer testimonials like that, and we get those all the time, which is so exciting. It does. It just gives you fire. Like, man, who else can we help? Who else can we do a, a similar type of thing and, and hear the same story? I mean, that's very exciting. Well, you and I are going to talk about this offline because I think you guys can definitely help me as well. So <laughs> in saying that, let's wind down this interview. I want to talk about the future. What does the future hold for Lean Solutions? What does that look like? What are you guys going to get into next? I mean, you're into so many, so many amazing aspects of business and really supporting your customers in a variety of different ways. So what does the future hold for you guys? Well, that's a great question. I think I may have misplaced my eight ball. I don't know that I can answer it uh, in detail. But what I will say is this. One thing that is a hallmark of Lean Solutions Group and our leadership with David Bell and Robert Kadena is the ability to build strong relationships with customers and listen to their needs. You know, all the divisions that we have um, are here because a customer said, could you do this for me? So, you know, right. we're obviously moving more into the technology sphere. We're, you know, we're coming up with a new portal that um, is going to allow customers to evaluate the productivity of their entire team, not just their Colombian team. We're very excited about launching that. There's a few other things that we're doing on the technology side. RPA is going to continue to grow. Uh, but most importantly is we're going to continue to listen to our customers and figure out what it is that's really going to help them grow. Because as technology changes, as business changes, as things like you know COVID come and, and disrupt things, we have to be able to pivot and listen to our customers in order to provide the solutions that they need. So, you know, we're going to continue to move into technology, excited about that. But most importantly, we're excited to just hear from our customers and find out what they need and be able to deliver that. So it's, it's, it's going to be a great uh a great next few years, especially and um, uh, and into the future. Awesome. I love that. Well, I always love talking about people and the different ways that we can collaborate together, especially now when businesses are really striving to fill in those gaps and ensure they're as robust as they can possibly be. To learn more, please go to their website, leangroup.com. And a huge thank you to Trey for joining me on the show today. Sarah, thanks so much for having me. It's always great to talk to you, and I can't wait to plan that trip to Colombia and get you down there so you can see it for yourself. Me too. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. 
Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you would like to hear more, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Plus, if you're looking for a solution to your supply chain challenge, make sure to head over to podcasts at letstalksupplychain.com and use our category filter and you can filter each episode by the category of challenge that you are looking for. And remember to come back next week. I can't believe it, but already it's another Woman in Supply Chain episode, and we are diving deep into the logistics of the Army, the U.S. Army, the military, and so much more. You're not going to want to miss that because this woman's career is amazing, and I cannot wait to share it with you. If you enjoy our podcast, there's a few ways to support the show. You can follow us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok as well. Or you can subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com or our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain. Next, visit ships, that's S-H-I-P-Z.com, and sign up. Because we're in full beta, and if you're a forwarder or a shipper that wants to streamline the pricing of your air and ocean freight shipments, gain access to more choice worldwide, and utilize the best of data to reduce shipping risks, then you won't want to miss out on our platform. Head over to shipz.com. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash shop. And remember, if you would like to be featured on an upcoming episode, just go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show and we will feature your review on an upcoming episode. Great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.